But the most important thing that could ever happen in a place like this, in a time like this, is that you and I would go to the Word of God and see what He would have to say to us today. Would you do that? I know that you have Bibles in the pews. I used to be a full-time evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene. My first revival as a full-time evangelist was in Midland, Michigan. And I got there with my, actually, back in those days, I was trying to be like Billy Graham, and I had a redback Bible like he did. And uh, so I took my redback Bible, and I stood up, and I said, uh, uh, if, if you have your Bibles, would you take them and turn to Romans chapter 16? That's where we're going today. And uh, every boy, girl, man, woman in that place held up a Bible, and I thought, wow, this is a spiritual group. And I found out later, Pastor Stephen, that they had few Bibles and not. <laughs> kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit. But I've been looking, and you have few Bibles, and that's great. So let's read them together. Now, is this the place where I need that little clicker? Okay. The other one? Oh, okay. We're going backwards. <laughs> If you can read that, you're a better man than I am. That's all I got to say. <laughs> so we're going to read it in the, in the few Bibles, okay? Romans chapter 16, verse 1, we're going to start. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the Lord in Syncria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been a great help to many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risk their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus, who is the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my relatives, who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, whom I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys. Greet Apelles, tested and approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Trophina and Trophosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asynchronous, Phlegion, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermes, and brothers with them. Greet Philogus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympias, and all the saints with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. I look at your face. I see what you're thinking. What in the world is he doing? This is just a list of hard-pronounced names. What has this got to do with us? 
I mean, we don't even name our kids anymore like that. Who names their kids Ampliatus? You're thinking about it? You're thinking about that? (laughs) It's just a list of hard names. And yet, you know what? It's in the Bible. Why in the world? Now, it looks like just a list of hard-to-pronounce names to us. But don't say that to Paul, who wrote this under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, who preserved it and brought it to us this morning. Don't say, oh my, that's just a list of names and it doesn't mean anything. Because these names belong to people who are precious to Paul. They mean a lot to him. These are people who, like Paul himself, had come to know Jesus as their personal Savior and had worked with him together with each other and with him to say and live out the gospel of Jesus in a way that would spread the good news to other people. They had worked together and suffered together and uh, had victory together and fellowship together and seen the Lord work together. And so they were connected to Jesus. They were connected to each other. Because of their connection to Jesus and in the experience of serving him together. Not just a list of hard to pronounce names. Oh no. Precious connections. There's a whole list of them up there. As a matter of fact, it took two slides to put their names together. And we don't have, you know, we don't even know these people, most of them. Now a few of them we do. As a matter of fact, you can look up there, maybe you can make out Priscilla and Aquila. Says, my helpers in Christ Jesus. They laid down, they risked their own necks, one version says. Now we know a little bit about Priscilla and Aquila. We first met them over in the church at Corinth. They were leaders in the church in that Greek city. And they were the ones who had taken that great preacher, Apollos, who was a new convert and began to preach the gospel of Jesus, but didn't know much about the gospel. And it hadn't received the Holy Spirit in his fullness. And so they took him, when he came to Corinth to preach, they took him into their own home and showed him the more excellent way of a spirit-filled life. Oh, and then, uh, well, we don't have time to do all of them. Let's just pick a few of them out here. Oh, let's go. We'll go to, oh, Trophina and Trophosa, who labor in the Lord. Now, there's a pair. Trophina and Trophosa, got to be twins, right? They're they're women who work hard in the Lord. That's what Paul says. Uh, uh, Now, when I was raised in Oklahoma, that's where I'm from, I was raised in polite Southern society to address uh, a certain class of, of ladies as maiden ladies. We called them old maids when my mother wasn't around. <laughs> I can just in my wild imagination picture Trophina and Trophosa, can't you? Old maid twins who lived together and worked in the church, and they were there at every time they had a dinner, every time they had a calling, every time they had somebody to need somebody to work in the Easter egg project. They were there. They worked hard in the Lord, Terfina and Terfosa. And Paul had worked with them, and they had worked with them. He had prayed for them, and they had prayed for him, and they loved the Lord together, precious to Paul. 
And then there's a Rufus, good old Greek redneck. says he was special. He was chosen in the Lord. Paul probably lived with him. Not only did he want to say hi to Rufus, but he wanted to say hi to Rufus' mom, who also, Paul says, was like a mother to me. Now there is an interesting thought. Like a mother to Paul, the tiger of Tarsus, the guy who wrote two-thirds of the the New Testament, who was the first missionary, What must it have been like to be like a mother to Paul? Can you get this picture in your mind? Here Paul comes out in the morning. He's uh, putting his coat on. And Rufus' mother says, uh, Oh, now Paul, why are you rushing off? You've got breakfast to eat. And he said, Well, I've got to write the New Testament and, and, and be a missionary today. And she says, Well, I know you have a lot of things to do. All the more reason for you to sit down here and eat your breakfast. And he did it. Like a mother to me. Wow. All the saints which are with them. Not just a list of hard to pronounce names. But people who were precious to Jesus and precious to Paul. Who were connected together. In their lives. These are people. Who are connected to Paul. Because they are connected to Jesus. When my mother died, amongst her things, they found a handmade quilt. There was a note that said, this is for James. He'll appreciate it. If you open it up, there was, it's a pretty quilt. It's kind of faded now. It's so old. But on it, each one of the squares are embroidered the names of people. And if you looked at that quilt this morning, you would say, well, isn't that interesting? I don't know any of these people, just a list of names to me. Don't tell that to my mom. Don't tell that to me. It's not just another list. It's a list of precious people. Because my dad pastored a a little church where I spent most of my life out in the panhandle of Oklahoma. It's a little town called Hooker, Oklahoma. Yeah, go ahead and grin. It's a location, not a vocation. Thank you very much. (laughs) But the names on this list, this, this quilt are the names of people who love the Lord and were part of that church. And I look at a few of them. I, I see, first one I think about is Marie Wolfenkohler. Now, Marie Wolfenkohler was a big woman, probably 6'2 or something. I, she looked huge. To me, as a little kid, she looked like a giant. She was one of these big statuesque German women. Kind of like a, she looked like a Valkyrie. She had flaming red hair, and she put it up in these, these big old, what do you call these things, braids, and wrapped it around her head. And she was my babysitter. <laughs> and she loved my mama, and my mama loved her.
And then there's Perry and Mary Smith. When I think of Perry and Mary Smith now that I'm an adult, I think of the little sparrows that come and eat at our bird feeder. Just little plain people. Little plain sparrow people. No children. Just the church folks. And they were servicing so, so they, they, they served so well. I remember Perry, for one thing especially, one day he saw my dad in downtown Hooker, Oklahoma, about this long. And he looked at my dad and he said, Preacher, I've been looking at your car and your tires are getting so thin that you're going to go out in the country to call on somebody one of these days and have a flat and it'll take us a month to find you. Why don't you bring your car into the shop? He was a mechanic, ran the shop there in town. And he put tires on my dad's car. I remember that. And then there was Raymond Raincamp. Yeah, I remember him. Every church has got a guy like a Raymond Raincamp. He's a, he's a guy that's against everything. He didn't want to give my dad a raise. I remember that. <laughs> but I also remember that when it came time to build the parsonage, he had an earth-moving company, and he brought his earth-moving equipment over and dug the cellar for nothing. Helped the church out that way. I remember him. And then Walt and Viola Needens. Oh, Walter Needens was my Sunday school teacher. <sighs> Got to be honest, Pastor. Don't remember a thing that he ever said in the Sunday school class. I just, just, I don't remember anything that Walter Needens ever said. But you know what I know about Walter Needens? The thing I remember about him is that he loved us boys. And we knew it. You know how we knew it? Because he took us out to his farm and let us swim in the stock pond. And took us fishing. And I remember he came out there with us, and I could, in my mind's eye, I could still see him wading in the stock pond with his pant legs rolled up, old white chicken legs, you know farmer's tan and we liked to be with Walter I do remember one thing that he said that wasn't in Sunday school class it was out there at the stock pond he said boys make good choices make God's choices oh I remember him not just a list of names precious because they were connected with Jesus the same connected I'm the name Jesus I'm connected with and we lived our lives together and served him together we were connected and you know what I'm connected to Jesus and they were connected to Jesus and Paul was connected to Jesus and those folks that we read in Romans chapter 16 were connected to the Lord you know we're connected to them we're all connected connected together and if you know Jesus Christ is your personal savior I want to tell you something you have a list too oh yeah you do don't you if we were to take a minute matter of fact let's do something in class assignment <laughs> you thought you were done with that didn't you <laughs> were you once you get out a piece of paper, come on, do it. Do this now. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. 
get and ladies reach in, in there and get out get out a piece of paper and get out a pencil guys reach in there and grab the back use the back of the bulletin or somewhere like that and and get a pen and if you don't have a pen or a pencil look lost and lonely okay somebody will loan you theirs and i want you to start your own list i want you to start your list not paul's list not my list your list the list of people who love god and love you Somebody who loved you and stood with you in the dark times of your life. Somebody who called you out for good and godliness. Maybe the person who led you to the Lord. Oh, and put that name on there. Some person who encouraged you, made you think that maybe Jesus could do something with you. Had a use for you. Had a life for you. Someone who's encouraged you and walked with you and served with you and worked with you. Go ahead, write their names down there. Now I realize you probably won't have time for all of them, but make a start. And this afternoon, after you eat your dinner and you sit down uh, this afternoon, I want you to think about what, we just, what we're talking about right here in this service today and get that list out again and put some more names on it. And down through the week, every time you think of somebody who, who influenced you for God and for good, somebody that was connected to Jesus, connected to you, you write their names down. That's your list. Maybe just a list of names to everybody else, but it's your list. And it's precious. These folks are precious to you. And I want you to keep that list. Guys, I want you to fold it up and put it in your billfold. Ladies, I want you to put it down in your purse, wherever you keep all those mysterious things you keep in there. And every once in a while, down through the years, especially when the devil comes around and tries to beat you around the head and shoulders and tell you you're worthless and you're useless and nobody cares about you and God doesn't know you're alive. And if that hasn't happened to you, hang around a few days. It will. When one of those times comes, I want you to pull that list out and I want you to read it and I want you to begin to think about them and think about how wonderful it it is and was to be connected to those people and be connected with God together. And I want you to keep that list as long as you live. Matter of fact, I want you to keep that list till you die. I'm serious. You, You might even want to take that list to heaven with you. And when you get up to the gates of heaven and somebody comes to greet you and meet you, I don't know if it'll be Peter or somebody, but uh, they come, uh, they'll say, who's on that? What's what's that you've got on your hand? He said, well, that's my list of my my special precious people. He says, oh, I know some of those. You know what? If you'll go on through the gate there, some of those folks are there waiting for you. And you'll walk through the gates and there across the streets of heaven, those golden streets will be a banner that says, Welcome home. And you'll hug and greet each other. And at last, together arm in arm, you'll be able to turn and look toward the innermost courts of glory. 
And there sing together, all hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Because we are connected. Connected with each other. Connected in our service to God and the experience of life in the church and in the kingdom. Connected with each other. What a privilege to know that connection because of Jesus. That is the ultimate connection. The relationship for which we were born. And if you do not know that Jesus connection, I'm going to urge you today to let him into your life. Because he died to be connected to you. And he's here. And this could be the day when you enter into that great connection. That relationship. Of the kingdom. Man, you drop a bomb like that. And then you call the pastor up. Man. I want to jump off his coattails real quick. And then you guys... Sunday dinner will be there in a second. But you're talking about the people that have been on our list. And I'm sure there's many that are on your list. Are you on somebody's list? Is your name on somebody's list? Somebody here jokingly pointed at their list and said, you're on my list. We're love people loving people to Jesus, aren't we? You talk about when you went in and you saw that statement. It's right on the wall out here. It's not just some nice decal. Folks, that's who we want to be. That's who we are. Sometimes we fall short, but that's who we want to be. If we are those people, then we're looking to be on somebody's list to change and transform their life, to be a part of that process. I'm grateful for the people that are on my list, but I know all those people that are on my list would say the exact same thing I'm saying to you. Get on somebody else's list. Don't leave it there. Be on somebody else's list. So, will you just please stand for a moment? Man. Just bow your heads just for a moment. First thing I'm going to challenge you to do right now, where you are, you can say it out loud or you can say it silently to the Lord, but will you thank Him? Will you just thank him for those people that have impacted your life and influenced your life for Jesus Christ? Will you do that now? Just take a moment. The next thing I'm going to challenge you to do 
whether out loud or silently to the Lord, will you ask Him to use you to open your eyes to those folks, those people, those family, those friends, those neighbors that are next door to use you to be that influential for Christ as those people who are influencing you. Will you do that right now? Out loud or silently, however you want to do it. Heavenly Father, you first loved us. Even yet while we were sinners, you still you you loved us and you expressed that love by the cross, by the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and his resurrection. You didn't stay dead. You're alive and well. And so, Lord God, uh, we ask this morning that as we have experienced your love through Jesus Christ and experienced grace and forgiveness, and we're still trying to figure it out, but even so, we ask that you use us to express that love that you have for all mankind, for everyone. Will you use us to impact and influence, not just to get our name on a list, but to glorify you, to point people to Jesus Christ. May we, whether this is our first day or our last day at Wapak Mass, may we be loved people, loving people to Jesus. Plain and simple. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. We love you, Lord. Amen. We love you. We appreciate you. Tonight, if you're willing, at 5 o'clock, we're going to pray over Easter extravaganza. We're going to pray over property. We're going to walk property. We're going to walk the building. We're going to go room to room. And we're going to pray over those folks that are going to be coming here. So if you're willing, 5 o'clock, we'll be here, ready to roll till 6. In the meantime, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And will you please love your neighbor as yourself. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you soon.